everyone and welcome to the bedpost podcast i of course am your host aaron pym and what i like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio and have in-depth conversations running sex and sexuality so today i'm very excited i did one of those things where i was like uh i'm behind everybody anyone want to be on the pod and i had a, a one of my favorite follows get back to me and be like uh i'm available tomorrow <laughs> And I was like, yes, love fellow kink professionals that are just like, I have a day. Let's do it now, now, now. <laughs> so identify with it. So please welcome to the mic, everybody. Pro dom and kink professional Pluto. Hello. I didn't know I was one of your favorite Twitter followers. You <laughs> totally, an honor. you 100% are. Um, Yay. I, I think I like the follows that I appreciate are like people that just like tell tell like it is you know yeah <laughs> well it's because my my twitter that i followed you on isn't my work twitter so yeah, it's, it's like, like where alt, i go right? to com- yeah it's where i go to complain about work i love that shit so yeah i talk about work a lot but i'm always just like ugh, this guy like, <laughs> those are my favorite things to hear about on yeah i know it's like it's so funny because on our work accounts we always have to be so like sensual and like on professional and like ooh, like i'm gonna yeah step on you or whatever and then on my alt twitter i'm just like this guy will not send a deposit and it's driving me fucking crazy <laughs> yes i love that and I, mm. that's a kind of cool thing that you bring up just right off the bat actually because mm. like you know some people kind of try to do both on the work twitter and it's kind of tough because it's like yeah that's for the clients um it's also for you to like you know showcase you and your business however you want to do it but it's like mm-hmm. also you got to be wary that the main reason this Twitter exists is to book clients. So it's like, yeah. It, yeah, you can kind of give tidbits as to like, here's shitty things for clients to do. And here's the good things for clients to do, trying to attract people that, you know, fit with you and your, your interests and boundaries and uh, are respectful in the way you need them to be. But it's like, mm-hmm. you don't want to, you don't want to be shitting on clients. Uh, tons on your client Facebook yeah. account, you know. <laughs> I know. I don't want my clients to see what I what I'm feeling internally sometimes. And like, I I feel like your work Twitter or whatever. It's like an advertising platform, so you it don't is. really want the people who are going to be potentially like paying you for services to also see like behind the screen a little bit. Like, if I'm going to drop a, a tip on like how to not be annoying on booking like I try to do it in the sexiest way possible yes yeah I'll be like you know it really just gets me so excited when clients text me in like full sentences and pay deposits on time and like don't waste my time it's hot that's so hot when that happens oh it gets me so wet when you send me like a really well-written email with like clear instructions and like a a time and a date that you'd like to see me that's the sexiest thing (laughs) Yeah, but like, oh man, I I feel the appeal of having that alt account where you could just mm-hmm. talk shit, and it's just other kind of sex workers or other people doing what you do. Um, yeah, <laughs> that can kind of commiserate and be like, oh my god, I fucking hate that too. I I live yep. for that. 
Do you feel like that's a good expression for you? Oh, totally. Part of it is like, I am just not very good at keeping things to myself. So when I first started (laughs) doing in-person work, I was trying to kind of keep it on the down low. And then like, I just talk about myself too much to like be able to keep my whole business away from like everyone I follow on Twitter who like I have a lot of good friends on Twitter and I just feel like I need to vent about my job the way anybody else can vent about their job uh so yeah I I'm like it's always wonderful to commiserate with fellow sex workers because like our jobs are so weird and they're so emotionally taxing (laughs) and it's not like you really get to just talk to the average civilian about like all of the weird stuff about your job because you're also like representing what it means to be a sex worker to the average person you have a conversation with oof yeah Yeah, but I also I sort of like to be able to like this isn't this is me just being like, oh, like a lot of people who aren't sex workers and who have never interacted with sex workers follow my Twitter and it might be nice for them to see like the reality of what this job is like in that it's not like terrible and it's not always wonderful, but it's just kind of like there there are boring and annoying parts like any other job. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. It's like it's not more boring and annoying than any other any other job. It's like and I want to be able to vent about my job like anybody at any job wants to vent about their job like. Absolutely. (laughs) And yeah, that's part of sex work is work it's right it's Uh like just that thing of like we deserve to do the things we deserve all the rights and all the perks and all the things that other jobs get just as much I know yeah yeah because it's like it is work at the end of the day like as much as our jobs can be like really fun and sexy and interesting a lot of the time it's just like ugh, I answered emails today yeah the admin that's (laughs) I think a huge huge thing that people don't think about before getting into this is like you spend a shit ton of time doing this admin back and forth emails and dms and yeah that is dealing with inquiries it's like yep a big part of my day every single day I'm working and I think that it's so interesting because I I will always tell people like yeah you know I work like three hours a a week whatever if I want and like la 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 my life is so cool but realistically I'm probably putting like six hours of work in if I take admin into consideration because it's just like it's a lot (laughs) yeah that's something I've never wanted to actually clock and figure out because I know the answer would be depressing (laughs) like how many when I stretch my hourly rate my in-session hourly rate Mm -hmm. in across all of the behind the scenes hours I have a feeling I'd be pretty upset so I've never done it oh my god I know yeah I've I've thought about like should I be clocking this to see like how much work I'm putting in versus how much I make and I was like I don't want to find out I know but like that's a you know if you are a person that's like really uh into budgeting and into like really knowing what your costs are versus you know what you're making and whether uh you know whether you're making enough basically whether your prices Mm -hmm. are high enough or you know what or I was gonna say or maybe too low but that never happens um (laughs) but like you know just so you can adjust in that way it's like oh shit where well I am putting in way too many hours so yeah either raising the rates or I need to be working smarter about some Mm -hmm. of this maybe like maybe I can't offer that service in the way that I have been or yeah and so I have to change it a bit it's such a weird like position to be in as a sex worker because basically like you're your own boss and you're probably Mm. your own admin team Mm. and you're probably like doing a lot of extra little tidbitty things that like all add up and you're completely in charge of your schedule so you need to make sure that like time invested is worth like what you're getting back 
but that's like such a weird delicate balance and especially like i don't know if you felt this but like i feel like pro doms get their times wasted like probably more than any other kind of sex worker i i feel like it there's time wasters clearly across the board Mm. but yeah there's something about (laughs) oh there's something i don't know if like um fetishists are like just highly highly sensitive people or like like there's something about it like you can't even post when you got a tribute from someone Mm -hmm. and being like oh thanks blah 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 without someone jerking off to it with without a fin sub Uh jerking off to it you can't even you have to be so careful about like what you post like i can't even post like my feet way in the background of a photo like (laughs) without somebody getting shit for free and like just being so attuned to like following your free feed and like just never sending you money ever i'm like "Mm." constantly trying to be like will someone jerk off to this if so then i'm not posting it it's behind a paywall you know (laughs) i know it's so it's weird because like i definitely get a lot of interactions where i can tell like the client is just getting off on the fantasy of booking a pro dom and not even like If you're giving them nothing, like, I will be so dry with clients sometimes if I feel like they are just trying to get off on the process. Like, if they're asking, like, one too many questions and I start getting really curt with them and just being like, yes, no, this time, this rate, whatever. Like, giving them literally no extra flourishes on top, no, like, nothing for them. And then they still are, like won't actually book the session and it's like I gave you nothing and you still were just getting off on this like what kind of freak shit is that yeah like just trying to get the crumbs you know yeah like like, it's just having your attention for even a second in a lot of ways yeah that's interesting you're saying though about like like one of my red flag kind of questions that I receive that I do not Mm. answer and I will not is like can you tell me what's going to happen in our session oh god never no that question I'm like (laughs) absolutely I I know exactly what you're doing right Uh now and uh uh, no Oh, I just need to get ready I just need to like emotionally prepare for it I need to know what it's gonna be like like sure you do (sighs) And then, like, same as you, as you said, I'll give, like, the driest answer. I'm like, mm-hmm. you will show up. Um, you will show up. Uh, you will use the washroom. We will talk mm-hmm. for a bit. We will do the scene. We will leave a bit of time at the end for aftercare. And then that's it. Like, yeah. that's what if I'll I'm, say. I won't. <laughs> if I'm feeling, like, really flirty, I'll be like, well, there's only one way to find out what a session's going to be like. You just have to book me, Pinky yes. Face. Yes, that's the... <laughs> the thing the balance right Uh um of like keeping them excited so they might actually follow through but also not giving too much so that they're not just getting the rocks off and then closing the tab and like walking away (laughs) yes not that thing of like entertaining the Uh fantasy with still being like okay but send the deposit like (laughs) (laughs) but you better actually show up (laughs) yes like i think sex workers are like masters of that line right yeah. of like diffusing and changing focus to like get people direct people into mm-hmm. what we need them to do so that we yeah. feel uh like we're being fucking respected <laughs> at our jobs yeah you know? yeah it's such a weird line to toe and I, I feel like there's a million ways to kind of like achieve that balance because there's been times where I'll be like really curt with people and it works well and I get bookings and then there's times mm-hmm. where like if I keep it flirty but not give them anything, then that works for me. 
but yeah, there's just like, it's so interesting because I don't know. I think when I was first starting to figure out like how to navigate my inquiries and how to like do my booking, I tried a lot of different ways to kind of like feel out my boundaries, feel out what mm -hmm. was going to work, feel out how to not get my time wasted. Mm -hmm. And I thought like there would be one perfect way to do it for me, but it kind of feels like there's just a hundred different ways and you just pick and choose every time. Yeah. With the vibe, what the, whatever mm. the client is laying down. Yeah. Sex workers um, are just incredible vibe readers, I think. Yes. Yes. And like chameleons, right? Uh -huh. It's like, okay, this, this, it's one of these people that I need mm -hmm. to, you know, suddenly be firm. Or it's yeah. like, this person is trying to get me to be firm because they're going to get off on that. Oh it's God, like, yeah. <laughs> like these humiliation <laughs> degradation subs. It's like, okay, I'll, <sighs> in that case, I'll be the most polite. <laughs> yeah. When you switch over to just like customer service voice and you're yes. like, oh, Okay, great. Blah, blah, blah. Like I did so much customer service over Same. my 20s that like, yeah. yeah, sometimes if I get a call and somebody is like really trying to get me to be a certain way, I'll just switch to like full customer service <laughs> voice, like not give them that Dom persona at all. Just like friendly answering your questions like I'm available at this time. This is what you can expect. These are my rates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That'll shut yeah. down any boner. I feel like. <laughs> I know it's like nothing is less sexy than my customer service voice. Like, yeah, try jerking off to that guy. <laughs> we'll see if you can get a boner when you hear this. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> it's so true because, like, man, I um. I see. I think we're also. You said like we're really good vibe readers. I think we are. We mm -hmm. also just have this like intuition, or you develop it at least mm -hmm. if you kind of stick around in this industry. You develop oh, yeah. this intuition of like, okay, what is this person trying to do here? You know. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I see like public kind of shamings of clients. You know. Uh, yeah. on, tw on Twitter, you know, and uh, and sometimes I'm like, oh, that's exactly oh, what the person wants, and wanted. you just did it for free, <laughs> you know. So yeah. it's that thing so... of just trying to trying to navigate that and like learn that skill, I guess, early on, right? Totally. I'm I'm pretty bad for that because I do love to screenshot like a really butt oh, inquiry, oh, but I don't post I it anywhere. No, it's nowhere a client can see. Sometimes I just feel like I need to share the most like insane thing somebody has said to me in a day because like thousand percent yeah you when you get those like really weird ones and you're just sort of like people need to see this like I need a witness <laughs> you know that could be I mean we could still put that behind a paywall you know what I mean like yeah. that could be a fun thing you offer on your subscription sites of, of like here's me humiliating a bunch of clients in my dms like yeah. shutting down a bunch of clients in my dms <laughs> I was thinking of making a zine where I just hand yes. letter my most insane inquiries like do some hand letter illustration because I'm an illustrator <laughs> and just like write them out because I have some that are just like sort of legendary that yeah. I I feel like they just live in my brain rent free like there was I can share one if you'd like it's yes, so please, fucking wild and nasty please do I love this shit <laughs> I woke up to this one okay so I'm in Montreal so a lot of the time I'm dealing with like a language barrier too mm -hmm. when I uh like get inquiries so sometimes they'll be in like broken English or like French English so they can be a little bit hard to understand so I woke up to a really long inquiry but it was all in French and then okay. he just like followed up afterwards and he was like Oh, I know how to solve my like scat addiction. Um, I can just lick mustard off of your. 
booty hole and like <laughs> it was just so insane and i like the whole thing was really weird he said something about like having different flavors for different clients and i was like this is so outrageous that like i'm not even mad like i don't know how to feel about this not even mad at this i'm not mad i'm just like kind of impressed that you have a brain that works this way sir like okay yeah what does your life look like Like, yeah like is it just you're texting all the pro doms on like your the various sites being like can i lick mustard off with your butthole (laughs) the mustard too it's like that's so visceral yeah it's so tangy um (laughs) (laughs) the spice factor i hate it (laughs) yeah what kind of mustard are we talking about yeah for real (laughs) are we doing dijon are we doing some great coupons yeah are we like french's like neon yellow mustard like what what are we dealing with decide which one would be worse (laughs) i know they're all bad and by different flavors did he mean different flavors of mustard or different condiments Oh, God. You know? I hadn't even considered the possibility of different <laughs> condiments. Little ketchup, little mayo. Yeah, let's not get into the sriracha area. Like. Nor the relishes, yeah. <laughs> no, please, let's not go down that road. Uh, yeah. yeah, the glamorous life we lead as, uh, oh. as dominatrixes. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. Isn't it funny mm-hmm. that, like, the whole stereotype of us is that we're, like, gorgeous, expensive bitches. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. like, the reality of this stuff that we deal with, like, is I not know. only just in the DMs, but, like, in sessions, I'm like, oh, I peg people. So the amount of times I just actually deal with shit in my job is, yeah. like, is like, not, you know, what people would think. People would not look at me and and expect that of me when I'm posting my like hot pictures of me in leather you know that's like well my day-to-day actually I'm kind (laughs) of it's a lot of like oh yeah okay taking the the latex gloves off and you know like yes and hiding them real quick like putting them in the trash mm -hmm, so fast mm -hmm. so that yeah you're you're doing a real poker face like (laughs) nothing happened don't even worry about it (laughs) no you were good don't worry (laughs) i don't want you to feel embarrassed because you uh had got some shit on my like dildo or whatever that's exactly it because Mm -hmm. i think we get desensitized by it right Uh like like i don't care you know like if i was fucking you really hard for really long I'm expecting like a little bit, you know, of mm-hmm. something on the end of that condom when I when I pull out. Oh yeah, like we're desensitized to it, but you're, that's exactly it. It's like that thing of like I don't want them to feel now self conscious about it because this is I'm trying to create a safe space here. Okay, you exactly. Know? <laughs> I know. I always like for first time anyone doing anal for the first time, I'll be like, well hope you cleaned out and like don't worry you know like accidents happen it's like yeah. so not the dom persona where it's like get over here i'm gonna take you it's mostly like okay so we're gonna like start with some lube and blah 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 blah, yeah. blah. And, like we'll start worry. really small and we'll work up don't worry we'll mm. like... like wow you took a finger good job yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> i'm also like i can't really do tough dom all the time like I don't sometimes either. i have clients that walk in and they're a little bit surprised by how i'm like actually pretty giggly and like sort of goofy and just like la 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 because it's just like it's not always gonna happen i'm not always gonna be in that like get on the floor mood and i i think i also sort of adapt my dom persona to whoever walks in the door i do that too yes yeah that chameleon thing right absolutely like reading their energy and Mm -hmm. seeing what will vibe with it yeah 
No, 100%. And then when you get those people where you're just sort of like, I'm just joking around with you. Well, I'm like getting my strap on or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love a bit of banter. Some sassy, kind of funny banter. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, I got to keep myself entertained too. Like <laughs> that. Yes. The hour can be some pretty long sometimes. And sometimes you just want to like make that joke. I, at first when I started, <laughs> I thought I had to be like pretty serious the whole time. Yeah. And then like, once you realize that, like, I don't know, there's something I sort of appreciate about getting to show my clients, like, my humanity, too. Yes. Because yeah. I know that they probably, like, expect that there's going to be sort of this, like, fantasy the entire time. But, you know, they're dealing with a person as much as I am dealing with them as a person. So if I'm going to, like, see them, I don't necessarily want to feel like I am literally acting the entire time. So I will, like get those jokes in or like yeah. I don't know like be giggly or whatever because I think be a that, weirdo be a little weirdo be a weirdo yeah, yeah. like because I can't hide that stuff all the time and I I think the pressure to be like act a specific sexy way the entire session it was sort of like draining at first and once I realized I like no you will still get clients if you can if you be yourself a little bit like nobody yeah. is going to be turned off by that they'll probably like it a lot more if you act like a person instead of like a weird sexy robot unless yeah. their kink is weird sexy robot in which case i fully which, understand yeah i kind of like that actually i'm not i, I kind of like that too yeah no if somebody booked me for a weird sexy robot session i would actually be really I'd be excited <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> finally <laughs> yeah it's interesting though it's this thing i think when like you I'm thinking of like the way uh like social media is right and like mm -hmm. the different types of engagement you get when you post like your newest photo shoot where it's mm -hmm. like the fantasy times a thousand mm -hmm. and then you know it gets like no engagement and you spend like a thousand bucks on it and then oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then you post this dumpy little selfie um, mm -hmm. no lighting, you know, blurry, shitty little selfie and it gets mm -hmm. like 500 likes. It's like that thing oh, yeah. of like, I think people, when we show ourselves like kind of not completely outside of our persona, like, mm -hmm. um, but just like give them a little glimpse behind the veil. Mm -hmm. I think they feel special and yeah. that, that's exciting to them, right? Because like, no, yes, they want this fantasy presented and they're very concerned about the fantasy. But when you just like, you know, yeah, show your personality a little bit in the session or like, yeah, take down that like strict stern thing to like crack a little joke. I think they feel like that's a special thing that most people don't get to see. Totally. And that's yes, why yes, they're, yes. Like, they're like drawn to it. You know what I mean? They're like, ooh, oh, I'm special that I uh mm -hmm. it's still all nar yeah. very narcissistic on their part I think no 100% no. <laughs> There's for the most to... part for the most part yeah I mean not to slam dunk on clients but I do yeah. think that they don't realize how much their version of submission like revolves around them in a yes. lot of ways and oh. like they think that they are giving you something but like they don't really realize how much of the experience is catered entirely to them and like also sort of can't not be catered to them yeah it's customer service like yeah, exactly. Like if, if the dynamic actually involved like what I wanted at the end of the day, we would be doing very different things. But like you can't yeah. always like negotiate a scene like that. And a lot of the time it's like, well, I'm just I'm providing a service for you and it's a service I am happy to do. But yeah, it's funny how much like I don't know, 
clients really think that they are like, I'm going to fulfill your fantasies. And it's like, if you were fulfilling my fantasies, like, yeah, I'm at work, man. Like, (laughs) I've got other people to fulfill my fantasies. And, you know, they're my, like, that's what I do after work. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's uh, a really cool kind of topic that I like to Mm -hmm. talk on is, like, the fantasy of a femdom dynamic Mm -hmm. versus, like, the professional, you know, pick up client like pick up basketball mm-hmm. you know what I mean like drop in client yeah. <laughs> like like these the people that you see them once and that's it you know yeah um, that fantasy of like well it couldn't possibly be uh center it, it's like the fantasy is that it's centered on me but the reality mm-hmm. of it is that it's centered on you the client the supposed yeah and and it kind of can't be that other thing you know mm-hmm. it, yeah I actually, I, interestingly enough, I had a, usually when clients are like, what are, what are your fetishes? What do you like doing? And I am honest with them. They go running because like, I'll be like, (laughs) oh, well I like knives and I like piercing play and I like, you know, some pretty hardcore stuff. They're usually like, gotta go. Cause yeah. I didn't answer, like, my fetish is exactly what your fetish is. Is pegging you. Is you yeah, jerking is off you. for me right now, yeah. baby? Is you yeah. jerking off on my feet? That's, like, my number one. Yeah. Um, but I had this this client who was interested in a session with me, and I thought he was kind of being a time waster, so I was just being kind of, like, sassy and short with him. And he was like, so what's your fetish? And I was like, well, honestly, like, my favorite thing to do is pierce people. And he was like, okay, we can do that. And I was like, what? Mm. And he had never done piercing play before, but he did actually show up. And then he wanted to try piercing play because it was something that I liked doing. Yeah. Which was like, wow, this is so rare. I never get bookings like this. I never get people who are actually, you know, willing to try things that are a little bit harder on the expectation that this is, like, pleasing me. Yeah, and of course, totally. at the end of the day, I'm still doing something for him. Like this is still his session; it's his experience. But it was really cool to be like, "Oh, you're actually like willing to step outside of your comfort zone and try a brand new kink just because for you, you get off on the idea that this is like pleasing me." Yeah, and I don't know; it's interesting. You don't really get a lot of dudes like that. Yeah, and that's the thing of like, is it the activity that's interesting to you in kink, or mm-hmm. is it what the intentionality of the? Uh, activity right like it does it doesn't matter what activity it is it's like I want the fantasy to be me pleasing you so like yeah I'm kind of neutral about needles but like if that's something you actually really want to do then that's going to be really hot for me because the whole thing that's hot for me is doing what you want to do like yeah which is pretty cool I feel like that's kind of rare in it like is a professional rare. client <laughs> provider. It is so rare with professional yeah. clients. I think yeah. it's so much less rare outside in yes. the real world when you like do kink outside of a professional context. Like you do negotiate with partners and you, you know, talk about your fantasies, they talk about their fantasies, you decide you're going to try things together, that you introduce them to stuff like that's sort of kink outside of a professional context. Yeah, but in a I professional agree. context, it's like you're coming to me, you're paying for a service, therefore, like, what you want is the priority, and I can't, I'm not mad at that. It's just very funny how I feel like clients can be kind of obtuse about that and not realize how much, like, at the end of the day, there is power dynamic in that they are paying you for something, so you are going to always want to prioritize what they want. 
Yeah, it's interesting uh, that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, in that, cl- that's kind of when people ask me, uh, you know, what is the difference between like you playing with people in your personal life and playing with people and cl- with clients? I think mm-hmm. you kind of just nailed it. Yeah. Um, that the client stuff is usually like a list of some activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always try to inquire a bit further to get, do a bit of more de- deeper nuanced play, but it's like, yeah, yeah you're usually, imp- um, uh, presented with activities first, right. Mm-hmm. Rather than intention first. And then in my personal life, yeah, it is more about like, okay, let's like, let's actually dominate you. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think it's a lot harder to build something with a professional client because he sort of due to the constraints of the booking process and like how things work, it's a lot harder to build something like yeah. you're sort of, you are building some form of a dynamic, but you're right. It usually is like a list of certain things that they would like to do. And then you kind of go from there versus like, if I'm going to be seeing like a new play partner, I'm usually having lots of conversations ahead of time about like what we're going to do, what we're into. And then you continue to build a dynamic off of that. Totally. Mm. That is interesting. And yeah, yeah, you can, you clearly can build rapport with like Mm. repeat clients and stuff like that. Definitely. uh, but like, yeah, in my person or my, uh, um, experience is like, like how many clients really get to the like five sessions plus area where you really can start to do that. It's just so rare not to say it doesn't happen and Mm -hmm. can't happen, but like, it's just so rare. Usually even if it gets up there around five Mm -hmm. sessions, then that's when they stop in my experience. It's like, they just got you know that sub frenzy thing was happening perhaps and they just booked me a bunch and then you know and then moved on eventually Mm -hmm. Um, it's so interesting I I get a lot of I don't know if this is something you deal with as much but I get a lot of people who start by being like I want to be your 24 7 slave or like I want to have like an ongoing dynamic and it's like okay well the best way to get an ongoing dynamic is to book me on a regular basis and then we will establish an ongoing dynamic (laughs) like I appreciate that you want to be my boyfriend or whatever but I don't do that and like if you want to feel like you are building something with me then build something with me like consistently see me see me on a weekly basis even I am open to that even yeah honestly even like when I was doing virtual sessions like Mm -hmm. I had a regular who booked me you know maybe every other week we did a Skype Mm -hmm. session right yeah and he was interested in like he had done that for like quite a few months so we were seeing each other like he's probably my most frequent client that I Mm -hmm. was seeing and he was interested in, yeah, moving towards more of some sort of a 24-7 dynamic. And mm-hmm. it was funny that how the correspondence went was because I was like, okay, so tell me what that means to you. Like, what specific right. things, in what frequency, you know, are you, like, time commitment-wise? Like, that's mm-hmm. what I was wanting to know from him. And then I was basically like, and then I'll price it. You know what I mean? Right. Um and he just got back to me with like no specific information about that at all. He's just like yeah. kind of talking about why he wanted to do it and how it would make him feel and how he wanted, you know, how he wanted this to like look uh, as far as like, 
emotions and like stuff like this and I was like oh no I was just meaning like how many texts per week yeah literally <laughs> like how many do you want like a morning and an evening yes chicken? exactly like, exactly uh, I need these days off where I don't talk to you at all <laughs> like yeah like what's is it a weekly task or is it a daily task that I'm <laughs> like that's what I needed to know I know and it's so it is really funny because I understand that for clients like this is this is like fun and pleasure for them and they don't really want to think about how much work goes into creating this fantasy that we do for them but it it is really hard when you break it down like okay if you want like an ongoing like weekly dynamic like I need to be able to price that out I need to be able to understand like time commitment wise what we're doing here yes and yeah it's it's like (laughs) they don't it's our job For real. Like, this is how I pay my bills, sir. Like, I, I know that this is, like, fun and sexy for you, but, like, as fun and sexy as this is for me, obviously, like, I do sort of need to pay rent, so, like, we Just should talk about started. that. Yeah. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at comeasyouare.com. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And they have sexy themed events running all the time. Here's just a few as I'm scrolling through their Instagram, which is located at Club M4 Events. We have threesome Fridays. We have a sexy plus size play party. A night revolving around mini skirts. Naughty on a school night. Ooh, and a bi pleasure Wednesday night dedicated to all things oral. Well, if that doesn't get you excited enough, you can head on over to their website at clubm4.com to investigate even further. The club is located at 1989A Dundas Street, East in Mississauga. You can come by and see what a club made for swingers by swingers is all about. I had this guy, this was one of the strangest things I've had in my like pro-doming career. I had this man, he was very serious about doing like a remote ongoing dynamic. And I was very forward with him. Like, okay, if we're going to negotiate this, like I need to be paid for the negotiation time. Like you will, you need to buy like paid phone conversations and like tribute this much and like show me that you're serious. And he did it. He paid a lot of money to negotiate all of this. Okay. And then like the day before we were supposed to start, he Gone. vanished Ugh. and then he came back like two weeks later and he was like sorry there was this like personal emergency and I was like okay. okay like you better send me money to make up for that and he did and we negotiated more for another week and then again this day before we were supposed to start he vanished again mm. and I was like does this guy just mm. get off on yeah. negotiating a dynamic without doing the dynamic like that yeah. is so weird to me again it's that fantasy versus the reality thing it's like okay let's talk all about how i'll mm-hmm. be your 24 7 slave you know yeah but and it's so it's so weird because it's like we're getting into the specifics and he's paying for me to get into the specifics without actually doing the specifics 
And like, that's one of those ones that I still think about where I'm like, what happened to this man? Like, <laughs> what, what, where did he go? I'm so confused. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird job. It's weird. Yeah, it's just it's just a weird job. I, mean... I always my duo partner and I sometimes will be talking about like logistics around our work, and we'll say something about like we'll be organizing like the logistics of like a session, and then at the end we'll just be like, "This is a dumb job. Like, <laughs> this, is so this, is, this is stupid. What are we doing? It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you were saying. I had a another like kind of long distance person that saw me regularly mm-hmm. and was clearly going through some sort of thing where like he felt really compulsive about what we were doing like he was mm-hmm. like booking me ah ah la ah ah and then suddenly like vanished um and I'm like, oh shit, you know, like, what happened? I hope, hope he's all right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, and he actually just uh, emailed me today. <laughs> oh, wow. After like nothing for like six months at least. Weird. Maybe longer. I think maybe way longer, actually. Um, oh, weird. And like, I'm, I'm not doing that sort of, I don't do that sort of service anymore. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say, sorry, I don't, you know, I don't do that anymore. But I, what I really want to ask. <laughs> It's like, what ha yeah, what? Where'd you go, sir? Yeah. (laughs) Like, did your wife catch you? Like, what happened? Something, yeah. Something like that. (laughs) No, it's interesting, though. It's because it's Mm -hmm. that's not something that we that's not any of our business, right? Yeah. It's it's weird how they make it your business sometimes. Mm, Oh boy, that. Them, oh my god, okay, yes. Like, <laughs> I think yeah. Fre- Freya, who I work with, uh, Goddess Freya mm-hmm. Faye, who I work with at Ritual Chamber, she recently mm-hmm. had somebody that right right near the end, they just started talking about their wife a whole lot. And she was like, I know, yeah. I, I don't, <sighs> that's not. But like, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I think uh, there's like the topic of conversations of like, uh, like sex work being ethical, right? In, mm-hmm. in in the way of like cheating and stuff, the clients yeah. cheating and stuff, because that's actually probably fairly common. Of like, mm-hmm. we would love to think that our clients are super sex positive people. Oh yeah, but they they have you know a dynamic with their partner where this is consensual and oh yeah, all of that. You'd we, you'd hope you'd wish. <laughs> that's you know that's what we're hoping and wishing, mm-hmm. but the reality is a lot of people are not being ethical in their relationships mm-hmm. surrounding seeing providers right yeah and it's like that thing of like the onus is not on us is a thousand percent not on us it could never be like it would be impossible for us to screen to for monitor that. yeah yeah how would you even be like so are you cheating on your wife or did you ask her permission like because i won't see you if you're cheating like i wonder what they're gonna say yeah and how do you know if they're how would you ever know if they were lying telling you the truth or lying or whatever that would be such an insane like emotional investment too to have to like figure that out but sometimes they just blindside at you with it and it's like oh jesus like i did not need to know that Yes. 
<laughs> Charizette and I had a client, mm-hmm. a duo client, who, like, he started, like, he came in and he just talked for, like, 20 minutes about his work, and we were like, oh, uh, my goodness, are we going to, like, You're on the clock, it? man, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, we're like, we'll, we'll sit here, sure. Um, yeah, when, he went to, when he went to use the washroom, Charizette was like, we're just going to start into the scene. We can't have him talk. <laughs> she was not into, she's like, I'd rather be doing a scene than listening to an event <laughs> about so work. Funny. So, like, when he gets back, just, we're, we're two secretaries. Just go, just go. Um. <laughs> I had this client once. This is like my biggest blindsided moment with like mm, a client being me. too honest with me. Um, we had a great session. We had like a lot of chemistry. He was like really fun to play with. Like he was really into stuff that I was into. Super mm. fun. And I'm like walking him out the door. We're saying our goodbyes. And he's like, yeah, you know, like I'm just on vacation right now. I'm visiting from Vancouver with my girlfriend and our new baby. And I was like, sorry, oh what? My gosh. Don't tell me that, sir. Don't tell Ooh. me about your girlfriend and your new baby. Like, no, oh, I don't want to think about that. Oh, new like, baby. Not the new baby. No. Not anything but the baby. <laughs> not the um. baby. <laughs> and it's, it's, I think what they are looking for a lot of the time is for you to reassure them that they are not doing something bad because they might right. have some guilt about it. Yeah. But it does, it's such a weird position to be in because, like, that does not gel with me ethically and I can't really tell them that, but like, I am like polyamorous. I have two girlfriends. Like I care a lot about the ethics of how you approach sex and relationships and like, and it would be crazy for me to be like, Hmm, sounds like you have some non-ethical non-monogamy going on, sir. And maybe you should look into that, but like, also known as cheating. Yeah. Also known as cheating. Like, it seems like you are cheating on your partner. It really Hmm. seems like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you a person that like, this is something that I deal with, like, (laughs) sometimes when I'm like, uh, I do some, I do select full service, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, sometimes I'm like, wow, is it ever so much easier to just do sex like just get yeah. fucked rather than all of the emotional labor and oh, and God, i mean yeah. full service or full service workers do a lot of emotional labor too oh yeah you can have those clients over there too but for me that mm-hmm. like that thing you said of like is it just prodoms because it seems like just prodoms deal with like so much emotional labor like And it just seems like I end up getting into that kind of therapist role. Again, that like not in a role play setting, like they're literally using me as their therapist um, Mm -hmm. more way more often than it does in this other arena. Although I know other people's experiences are probably uh, can totally be different than that. But like, it's that thing of like, man, it would just be so much easier if we were just doing the scene right now or like if we were just fucking right now like I would so rather that (laughs) yeah it's that weirdness I think because since we are like the dominant party in the like in the scene yeah it's like the authority it's the authority and the vulnerability that we create so Mm -hmm. they feel like it's probably for a lot of men the one time that they can be vulnerable and feel not like they have to be in control and I think that's what gets them to start opening up that's such a but yeah point. I definitely have those because I do like extras occasionally and I sure. have definitely had those clients where it's like damn you're in and at the door in 15 minutes and you booked the full hour just because I like got you off and now you're gone and, and now you you're feel good weird and you want to like get out the door and it's a lot easier sometimes <laughs> when you do extras because they're just like oh I, I, I came I'm good now I can go <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but yeah the, it's just so funny the way that like 
Yeah, a dude will come and then like run away. It's nuts. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my god. Because I I like to you know have a little decompression time, a little aftercare. Like, how was that? How do you feel? And they'll yeah. be like putting their clothes on as fast yeah, as good. possible. No, yeah, no, good. It was great. Okay, and I'm like, yep. you've oh. still got 20 minutes on the clock. Like, do you want some water? And they're like, no, no, no. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> The shame sets in. The shame sets in immediately, and they are like booking spiraling. it out the door. Sp- actively spiraling in front of us. I yeah. know. And it's so funny when you get dudes who want to talk for like, who want overnights and like really long sessions. And I'm like, sir, you really underestimate how much you are going to be able to come, I think, because you'll do it once half an hour in and then you're gonna want to run away (laughs) suddenly you do not want me there anymore like yes crazy how much you do the idea of hanging out with someone for six hours is like way more of a fun fantasy than when you're actually in a room with someone for six hours yeah like come on like you gotta know like maybe i'm just a person that's not very social but i'm like how is that attractive to anyone hanging out with someone who you barely know for six solid hours like like can we schedule time in that for me to stare at my phone for 30 minutes? Like, yes. I'm going to need a reset at certain points. Yes. Can I pretend to, like, be shitting for, like, 20 minutes of this <laughs> so I can just kind of zone out oh for God. a second? Like... Uh, I do... I don't do scat, but I do, like, human TP play occasionally. Mm-hmm. And I always tell my subs, like, you can't watch because, like, I do need to go into the bathroom and, like, scroll on my phone for 15 minutes. Before I session. have a BM, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, just, sorry, man. Yeah. Like, I kind of, like, need to be on my phone while this happens. I'm, like, yeah. fucked up. So, like, you can't watch that part. <laughs> After, though, come on in. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I'm neurotic. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, no, you can listen at the door and realistically I just need to be on Twitter for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Once again, it's a dumb job. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like not the um I'm a bit of a shy peer, like I I'm such a shy a peer. A little bit. So, yeah, I need to do the thing where I'm like I throw the towel on as well. And then I, <laughs> and then like maybe I also need to throw a blindfold on them. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at me. I know. Just I've, let me I've just breathe been... and like fucking. Yeah. Like <laughs> I cannot think about the fact that I'm peeing right now. It's weird. <laughs> I like I was offering golden for a while because like it's such an in demand thing and like yeah. I don't have any I don't feel like squeaked out by peeing on people so it's not a thing I'm personally into but it's like yeah I'll pee on a person mm-hmm. but I am such a shy peer mm-hmm. that I've had sessions where like I'll be looking down at my client and he, I had a client he was like under me and he was touching my legs and I was like you need to not do that while I'm trying to pee yeah. on you like yes. I can't yeah. focus yeah you can't and do I that. had my worst nightmare where I tried to pee on a client and I just couldn't make it happen fuck yeah like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't pee on you today. Yeah, I have. Um, I think once that happened to me and I felt mm-hmm. so bad. It's really embarrassing. Because <laughs> like there are people who like peeing is no big deal. It's like super easy. And I think that yep. dudes who are into pee think that everyone is like going to be easy to pee all the time. And I, I can't really explain like it's a psychological thing. Or the settings yeah. need to be perfect for me to be able to pee for some reason. I don't know why. Same. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like sleep. Like I'm a shitty yeah. sleeper. I need <laughs> eighteen <laughs> very specific things, like factors involved for me to like actually fall asleep and actually stay asleep. You know what I mean? Like it's similar to I that. I know, it's for like me. sorry, the vibe is off. I can't pee on you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that light is a little too bright. Like, yeah, like <laughs> it's too warm in here. I can't. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I can't. I simply cannot. It's there's no way. <laughs> yeah, luckily, if you have a duo, um, mm-hmm. then the other person can kind of tag in there. Like that's happened to me with Goldens, where mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I'm not like the most conf- confident uh, topper of Golden scenes, but like yeah. the do du- the other person is. So I'm like, okay, well, you'll just do it then. You'll do the pain. This you'll time. just do that part. Yeah. I know. With my duo partners, I was supposed to be that person because I was trying to learn how to do golden. Yeah. And I just had to be like, I'm sorry, I got to take it off my menu. It's just not happening for me right now. Yeah, like, it's it's not happening as consistently, like, as Mm -hmm. you need it to. And, like, it's Mm -hmm. honestly any activity, right? If it's giving you any sort of, like, undue stress or, like, emotional Mm -hmm. labor that's beyond um, what you want to put into it, then, yeah, remove it from the list, you know? No shame. Yeah, I think there's this interesting thing with work and like building your menu and whatever. It's like you're kind of balancing like what feels good for you versus what feels okay, and like deciding if something that might be a bit more taxing is like worth the money to you. And like ideally, you want to be building your your services based on like all of this will make me feel great and I am happy to do it. But yeah, there are those services like. For me, offering Golden was like, I know this will get me more clientele, Yes. but the psychological impact of doing it is like really weird and intense for me. So I think I'm going to have to like take it off right now. Yeah, it outweighs the fact. It's like that thing Mm. of trying to create that balance, right? Of like, what are things I don't mind offering for money? You know, like if money's involved. And then it's like that thing of like, okay, if it is a little difficult for me and like whatever that means to you, it's like, ooh, well, maybe if I pay more, does that feel a little bit better? Or, or I yeah. mean, I charge more, does that feel a little bit better? Or like, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe there is no price for this. It's like that. It's a learning curve of figuring that out for yourself with what mm-hmm. all the activities that you kind of want to offer, right? What's the easiest for you to offer? And, you know, other yeah. things that aren't as easy to offer, is there a price that would yeah. feel good? Exactly. One of my duo partners is like very new to doming and I just keep having to tell them like, yeah, like if this doesn't feel like it is that worth it to you, like you don't have to offer it. And if it feels like it's going to be taxing, like just keep in mind that like you get to make the rules about when and where and like don't feel obligated to do something just because people want it. Like, you're in charge, especially, like, as a pro-dom, like, you're really in charge, and you're the one who gets to, like, make the rules, so... Yeah, the fantasies that you're in charge, and the realities that you're in charge. So you're in charge. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Confronting the reality of how... Like, the thing I love the most about pro-doming... I've done other forms of sex work, and Mm -hmm. I really love how pro-doming gives you so much power to say, like, yes, no, like, I don't do that. Not having to be nice, not having to worry about their feelings too much and like their ego, and just being like, yeah, straightforwardly like, nope, not doing it. That honestly, is not how this works, or whatever. Yeah, when I truly, honestly think of like why I chose pro domination over like I was doing sex work, like virtual sex work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like when I first wanted to do in person, I'll say that. Um, yeah. Why I went like the domination route versus other types of in person work was because I was like, okay, I feel like I can, 
um, just in the way you're talking about, like in this specific work, maybe I can, I can feel a little more confident asserting my boundaries because Mm -hmm. the fantasy is that I'm in charge um, also. So like maybe I can, that will help me maintain my boundaries a little better. I can, I can be really curt and clear. Um, that thing of like that we were talking about of like balancing, you know, remaining polite and diffusing and you know doing that fucking juggling that we have to do Mm. for me in my head I was like maybe pro-domination that part will be a bit easier but Mm. yeah I don't know if it is honestly because outside of the fantasy we're all just fucking whores right like to (laughs) to clients right like they're they they only want that in the bedroom they don't want that Mm -hmm during the admin of booking you know and again this is a big generalization about clients but like yeah I'm talking about like toxic um the toxic masculinity um that comes that can come into into this yeah yeah yeah. Uh uh-huh yeah I don't know if you deal with this as much but I like sometimes I found that there is a very distinct difference between clients who are kinky and clients who are submissive mm-hmm. and like fetishes dealing with clients versus... yeah clients who just have like a couple of fetishes but aren't very submissive I find yeah. are like a handful yeah, because yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, yeah. really want you to be in charge they just want you to be doing certain things to them and like those are always the bookings that I walk away from feeling like the most exhausted like I I don't know I have a couple I've had I've seen a couple of people who like they have specific fetishes, but they like being submissive is not really part of the fantasy for them. And when I see yeah. them, I'm just so like, oh my goodness, like that took a lot out of me in a way that it doesn't normally take out of me. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Like, and again, fetishists are lovely and can be mm-hmm. the loveliest of people, but like, yeah, it's, totally. it's that thing of like, um, how we were talking about like, you know, uh, lifestyle domination. It's more about the dynamic and it's more about each yeah. other than the activities. Whereas fetishes are very activity first, not person yeah. first. So it's like, and just I... give me the feet and do the things with mm-hmm. the feet. Like, I don't yeah, care yeah, yeah. who's attached to the feet. Yeah, um, it's just the feet or it's, it's just not... the whatever. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting too because, like, I think fetishists outside of like a sex work context are probably like a lot easier to deal with because like they're meeting people at their play parties or whatever and you know there's less of a weird power imbalance but dealing with somebody who's like just seeing you because they have a fetish and not because they have a submissive fantasy and also you're a sex worker like creates such a weird power dynamic where like I'm at a in a weird position because you're paying me and I'm a sex worker and that makes me vulnerable Mm -hmm. and also like then they they get like kind of demanding and stuff because like they're paying for a service and they want that service to be a very specific way. Yes. And yeah, it can just be such a weird feeling when you're like, wow, I just like did all this crazy stuff that is like in theory, like supposed to be like powerful and like whatever for me. And I just, the fantasy is supposed to be, but yeah, yeah, the reality is like, uh, yeah, Yeah. I I feel a lot of pressure when people are like, very very detailed and specific about oh my god I hate the that. scene that they want to do that gives me stress like oh, I'm a person that a like oh yeah like a script and just like a beat by beat of like every yeah. moment and like it's just that can feel really overwhelming and those are the ones that for me where I feel the most kind of yeah like just kind of tired after and like mm-hmm. it wasn't um what what 
what the feeling is, I think, is that it wasn't, it didn't serve me at all, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't get anything out of that. It was way too far balanced as, like, like how you said about, like, there was a power imbalance there, because, like, it was way too far balanced focusing on every, everything they wanted without Mm. much, um, you know, input from me. Like, and my favorite type of scenes, both in professional domination and outside of it, are, like, ones where we really collaborate collaborate, and it's about our connection and Mm -hmm. we're doing this together, this cool thing together that's benefiting us both. Um, Yeah, it just felt, even when you are getting paid, because that is a way to balance it, right? Mm. Um, But even, like, I think even when I am getting paid and they're really detailed like that, I'm just, like... Again, that thing of like, well, maybe I need to charge more or Mm -hmm. because I do end up feeling like, oh, it wasn't, it didn't benefit me other, like I got paid and that part was good, but I still feel like it was outweighed as far as how much I gave versus how much, Uh you know, I got. Yeah. Yeah. I had a client like that who had these, like, basically wrote out the entire fantasy and had so many specific things he wanted, and he only booked for a half hour, and it was just like, wow, I'm, like, doing this marathon of trying to get beat by beat everything you want in this scene because, like, you paid me to do all of this stuff, but it's, like, I'm not getting anything out of this. I just feel stressed out because I need to remember everything you said. And like, so quickly too, like Like, I need to bang these, this list. Yeah. Like like... one after another, let's go one by one. And like, that was one of the most exhausting sessions of my career. And afterwards I was just like, I am so fucking tired now because I just like did all of this extra work for this person when normally like, you know, I do three or four things a session and I get to choose and like, I can be myself and I can, you know, do whatever I want but having to be this like very specific person to do this very specific fantasy for a client is like so draining and I think in the future there's no way I'm going to take a somebody who you know wants something so scripted without asking for a little bit more because like come on like Dude, more time, more time or more you. money, like one of the, yeah. one or the other here, like, yeah, again, that thing of like, what do I need to do here? Do I need to just say no to these requests mm-hmm. going forward? Maybe I need to adjust the price. Maybe, you know, uh, 30 minutes, you know, maybe I don't want to do 30 minutes anymore. Maybe they can do a oh, detailed yeah. thingy, but it has to be an hour or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. find like 30 minute sessions are never enough with pro doming. Yeah. And it like, it's just this weird thing because it's like how are you're seeing this pro dom you have this big fantasy mm-hmm. and you somehow think it's all going to happen in half an hour <laughs> like <laughs> like yep. what world there are you live very... in where we're gonna do foot worship ass worship smothering impact nope. blah blah, nope. blah 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 and also you're gonna somehow get in the door take a shower drink water we're gonna chat like all of this stuff is going to happen in half in hour minutes. yeah yeah I, i'm like um we don't do uh, our our minimum is an hour at Ritual Chamber, nice. except like we used to have somebody mm-hmm. who is just um, a spanking specialist. So like nice. it would literally she would be she would offer thirty minutes because it would mm-hmm. be like regulars of hers that are mm-hmm. literally getting in the door. The only thing they want to do is over knee this over knee spanking, you know. Oh and it's God, like awesome. we've seen you multiple times, so we there we don't need to really sit and chat for a super long yeah. time before or after. 
Um, you can come in on your lunch break, and it's literally only over the knee hand spanking. Oh my god! And like that's amazing. Yeah, I was like, okay, only in that context does a half hour session make sense. Yeah. Anything else outside of yeah. that, I'm like, hell no. But I'm like, that that was a really good kind of um, way where that time might work. But honestly, I can't really even fathom yeah. another way that it might. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm moving towards, like, if they want one thing, we can do half an hour. Yeah. If it's, like, just foot worship, if it's yeah, just ass worship, if it's, like, one thing yeah. and it's very focused, half an hour is fine. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't do, like, too much in half an hour. And, like, I think that's great, the idea of, like, you come in, you get spanked for half an hour, you're out the door. Like, that's it. Yeah. Wham, bam. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah I had like when I was doing online sex work mm -hmm. like I had people trying to get 15 minutes a 15 minute Skype I'm oh like God. holy shit like no what are we gonna do <laughs> for 15 minutes like no. literally what are we gonna do no. I have people who want 15 minute doming sessions and I'm like no. there's no way there's no. no way we can't even have a, a quick chat in that time like what do you think is like 15 minutes like what do you think <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even... I know. Oh, I, no. like, can I get 15 minutes? Like, no, you can't. Like, that's... What world do you live in where <laughs> we are... Because I do get that, like, for full service workers, there are people who offer, like, 15 minutes because they literally, like, the the act will be done in 15 minutes. Like, that is yeah. a reasonable time frame. Yeah. But, yeah, They're, it's they're like, getting off. Like, it's the thing of, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk just... in, you come, you leave. It's yes, easy. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, what kink act takes only 15 minutes? Like... Yeah. And I think this is kind of interesting. I read a tweet of yours recently of, mm -hmm. like, the difference between, like, you know, a vanilla-type provider mm -hmm. and versus a kink provider. It's, like, in reality, it's, like, yeah, kink is, like, um, I don't know. It, it's, like isn't it supposed to be a little more deeper than that? Like to, yeah. <laughs> to us who are like experienced kinksters, we're like, Oh man, mm -hmm. it's like this thing that can access your soul or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then for somebody to be like, Oh yeah, my kink is like to fuck you basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, I, that's, oh. um... <laughs> I get the inquiries that are like, my fetish is I suck on your boobs and I and I go give down you on head you and then we have sex is like dude why are you even seeing a fetish provider for this like you can literally like just ask a full service worker if you can lick her armpit like most of them will say yes. <laughs> Like, I promise you that no part of your fantasy is, like, intense enough that it is worth seeing, like, a fetish provider. It sounds like what you just need is, like, a full-service worker who is willing to be a little bit rude to you. Like, yeah, they are out like there. slightly it's fine. with you, yeah. Nothing wrong with seeing a full-service provider. If you have a couple of, like, specific things you want, most are willing to accommodate. And it's yeah. just so funny when, like, yeah, I get these dudes who are, like, my fetish is like to be used as your sex toy and it's like okay, okay. so you want me to ride your dick as your fetish like yeah. you just want me to like <laughs> top you not dominate you again that thing okay yeah like, literally yeah it's like <laughs> like i literally get on top of you and just I yeah know. Uh, and i have these guys who are like it always surprises me when there are dudes who have a lot of fetishy stuff they are into 
but then like the sex part is important enough to them that they won't see me and like right. that's fine like yeah. I don't offer full service in my sessions I do other stuff but if full service is like really important to them they will often not see me because I don't sure. offer it but it's very it's interesting to me because I'm like you have all of these other sexual interests but your idea of what sex is has to involve at some point like penis vagina let's go yeah and it just feels like a really narrow way of interacting with sexuality that like okay you found a provider who's willing to offer you all of this other shit that you can't get anywhere else but because like they won't do this one thing that you define as like really important for having sex you won't Mm. see that person and i don't know it's just like a weird a weird little thing i'm i'm so gay outside of my like work and I'm so used to the way, like, gay people and, like, queer people have sex with each other where it's, yeah. like, we're going to reinvent what sex means, like, every 10 seconds. And then to, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, ah, we're always coming up with new shit over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then to have, like, vanilla, or not vanilla, but, like, my work clients and, like, I interact with, like, straight cis men and all of a sudden, like, the emphasis is so much on, like, their dick sex, and, like, sex, yeah, yeah, and that is, like, such an important part of how they have sex and it always just kind of, I'm like, oh, wow, like, that seems really limited and sad, but whatever, man. Like, sure, for money, no you do worries. Your things. Yep. Mm-hmm. No worries, man, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I'll go spank some other dude, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, to all to say that, like, you know, we all experience this in so many different ways, like, mm-hmm. that, you know, that are informed by the way the script that we were taught about sex growing up and like what's taboo um you know that's that could be a kink for you if like a specific thing was taboo for you in whatever household or whatever Mm -hmm. school or job or whoever whoever the fuck knows something you read one time you know what Mm -hmm. i mean made you feel that this was like ooh wrong for a girl to be on top and getting off on your dick you know what i mean and like that's valid you know it's just it's just funny observations um Mm -hmm. that uh that we can make uh because we have alt accounts because we got (laughs) and that's why i have a private twitter that clients don't get to see (laughs) because i need to make fun of them for thinking that giving me head counts as being submissive (laughs) yes yes that yeah yeah. it's like yeah literally like it's fine have your kinks i'm not here to shame you but that is like so funny (laughs) i love it yeah oh i think that's a pretty great oh i think we kind of bookended it right there didn't we yeah yeah so do we want to give people your alt account i know you probably yeah you know you don't want to give your sex worker stuff with this particular interview but do you want to give people your give people your alt account or anything else that you might want people to check you out on totally um yeah i'm not going to give any of my like work related stuff just because like i want to keep it kind of separate and like you know if i'm talking smack i don't want anyone to know what my work persona is um but my my like main like personal twitter account is just god loves goths uh on twitter (laughs) it's pretty good one (laughs) um and yeah you can see i'm like also i post my illustration work there i'm also like aspiring nail tech so i post that stuff and plus i just like never stop with my my every intrusive thought i have and i love it twitter so i love it (laughs) stream of consciousness let's go definitely (laughs) Mm -hmm. um for me okay i'm at the lady pim one on twitter that's for sure where i'm Mm -hmm. the most active as well if you must go to instagram though i'm at the lady pim or at the bedpost podcast uh we have a patreon people it's uh patreon.com slash the bedpost show our youtube channel is also the bedpost show 
And then I never like to go an episode without thanking the lady who does all the original music for the pod. Her name is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her on Stephanie. Nope. StephCopelandMusic.com. And um, thank you so much, Pluto. This has been an absolute blast. Yeah, this was fun. Um, it really Literally, was. It's always, it's always fun to talk to other sex workers, especially right. when you get to talk to a sex worker in your line of work. You just get to be like, oh, this weird thing. Yeah, smack talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope everyone listening enjoyed it just as much as we did. We will see you next week, everyone, Absolutely with not. another fun and sexy guest here on the Bed Post Podcast. Until then, get fucked. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.